This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. The Metaphysical Connection, Episode 13, is brought to you by Zazzle. Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles, where you can find plenty of products with our Metaphysical Connection logo right on them. This time on the Metaphysical Connection, Walt and I talk about, well, what else? Passing of Prince, Donald Trump's popularity, and, uh, of course, the Ark of the Covenant to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the release of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Yeah, that's no good. That's no fun. Okay. That's never no fun. That's better. Yeah. Me- I, my eardrums won't be bleeding by the end of the no but if I was karaokeing all karaokeing all the uh, the prince songs I think that your ears would start bleeding are you gonna mention mention Prince I think or? we should I think yeah. we should I think we I should think he's worthy of it I, I think okay. we should open the show with talking about Prince okay all right we're gonna talk about uh, you're gonna talk about the 25th anniversary of the Raiders of the Lost Ark no the 35th anniversary it's, it's been 35 35 years I guess I did. Well, 81, right? Yeah, 81. Okay, that, well, yeah, that would be third. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Math lesson there. So, um, yeah, I was going to um, I was gonna mention Raiders of the Lost Ark during um, our next that, segment. That'll be the intro. That'll be the intro. Yeah. So, of course, wouldn't you know what? We're both away. We're, um, we're both, could you call it a vacation? I could. I don't know about you. No. You, you went to your in-laws, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, and by the way, they love the show, Walt. Ah, of course. They they love they? they love the show. They like the the That's fact. It's good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I think they even mentioned uh, a couple of the topics for future shows. Oh, absolutely. That good. We need to do a show on the concept of evil and where does evil come from. Mm. So I have some ideas on that. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that I am the source of all of their 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 evil. Because I married their their one and only daughter, so of course they have some evil thoughts heading my way. Because, you know, because just because I'm, just because. Well, the thing is, is like I like to wear red shirts and I have a goatee, and I listen mm. and I listen to music like Prince. So obviously I'm Satan. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you might want to get rid of that pitchfork too. <laughs> <laughs> that might put it a little bit in the, more in that direction. It's not a pitchfork; <clears throat> it's a trident. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you eat with that, or when you're there? Um, only small animals. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So big, huge breaking news while we were gone, because the thing is, isn't this always the way that whenever um, we're away from the microphones, um, some big news item occurs? And of course, it's it's a topic that um, um, people could not stop talking about for 24 hours. And it was all this. It was very, very sudden. Um, Yeah. um, 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 His royal badness died. Prince. Um, Prince Rogers Nelson uh, passed away at his uh, at his estate Paisley Park um, uh, while we were gone. He, he he passed away last week, and it's still a bit of a mystery of of, of, of what happened. And um, I just heard this morning that he he did have prescription painkillers. Yeah, you know, but that may not have been his downfall. I mean, well, he, he might have had some physical. Well, well, the rumor. Well, the thing is, it's not a. It's not a rumor. It's a fact that he had. He had a problem with his hip, and right. and he was self medicating with Percocets, right. Right. and he apparently the pain was so bad he took one or two Percocets too too many, and 
they had to get off the airplane when he was flying back from, I think it was Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, he had to have an emergency shot of whatever because he took too many Percocets because of his, his hip pain. and um, or, or he was enjoying them. A little too much. Or, or both. Have you, have you ever been on Percocets? Um, I think maybe. I can't remember. I, I know I had surgery a few years ago and they gave yeah. me something i'm not sure what it was they gave yeah. they gave me a bottle of percocets after i got my vasectomy mm. which is it was the second most painful thing that i've ever been through in my life um and it was uh it, it's it's like it's the perfect drunk or the perfect high it is like it's like taking two shots of the most expensive finest whiskey you can possibly imagine and everything is fine. Everything is great. You don't feel no pain. It's it's a it's a it's just it's it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's hard, and I, I have a hard time believing that I'm actually talking about drugs like well, this. Well, the the real thing is that it it gets a lot of people hooked. Oh yeah. Wow. And and Percocet is not a, an addiction that you want. No, absolutely um, not. Because that leads to. You know, it's it's too, it's really expensive for one thing. If you can even get it, right? Um, I think it's street streetwise. I think it's like eighty dollars a pill, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a pretty expensive high. So what what do you do next if you're addicted? You go to heroin. Yeah, which is a lot cheaper. So it gets a lot of people hooked on drugs, and then yeah. and then they go to heroin, which is I'll really, tell you uh, really evil. I will I will tell you right now. Percocet is a gateway drug. I because I, mm-hmm. I remember I, can see that, yeah. I remember when I was down to my last five. <clears throat> I remember when I was down to my last five Percocets and I was like starting to panic because of course, oh my God, I'm on, I'm, I'm running low on Percocets. Yeah, well, that's what it gets to be, you know, it's like, ooh, yeah. this feels really good. I want to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the nature of drug addiction. Yeah. So the thing is, is that um, after, uh, after, after that and I started to heal, I, I had to get a new addiction. So... Now, now I get high on life and podcasting. Cool. So now that, that brings up another maybe larger issue, that right of of why doctors overprescribe these things. You know, um, they'll they'll give you ten Percocet or what's the other one, Oxycontin. Oxycontin. I think, that, I think that's what I had I, think when I had my surgery. But you know, if if you start getting getting into that, oh yeah, you know, then then you you want to keep that going. So how do you do that? You know. But the but the bigger thing is that why why do doctors do that? Not I mean, all I, doctors. I get it. Not all well, doctors. Well, I know. I'm I'm just generalizing. No. Um, you know, I know my, my wife is a nurse, so she's had some inside viewpoint on the medical profession, and you know they get a lot of they get a lot of kickbacks and perks I was about from, to the, say that. from big pharma. I was about to say that. You know, they get hockey tickets, like they get vacations, they get trips. You know, well they're not giving them that stuff because they're nice guys. Yeah. Because they like them, they're giving yeah. it to them, so they push their product. So, Doctor Feelgood, name your favorite yeah. porn star. Because yeah. if you can, if you can sell a thousand Percocets, we will give you a night with your favorite porn star. <laughs> if you, if you prescribe, now that's a little bit of an exaggeration, Eric. But, but what, what but I, I know for much. a fact that the, you know the, these guys that even the even the companies that push medical supplies do that. You know, so they, they yeah. push the doctors to to use their product, yeah. whatever it happens to be. And these, you know, these doctors, they're making what half a million bucks a year or something. I don't know, depending yeah. on the kind of doctor they are. Yeah. Do they really do they really Anywhere. need that stuff? You know, probably yeah. not. But yeah, do you, human, do you, humans are humans. Yeah. Right? So anyway, um, so when you think of Prince, um, what what do you what do you what do you think Prince's legacy is, or when you think of Prince and his his body of work, what do you what do you think about? 
What comes to mind? Well, I, I think he merged a lot of different kinds of music. Um, he 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 merged um, jazz and blues and rock and roll and funk, funk, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, into into a something that really resonated with people. Yeah, and and really gave a lot of people a lot of pleasure. I oh yeah. yeah, his music was it was feel good music. It was yeah, party till like it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, know? and he obviously partied beyond that so, i mean um but supposedly he was a pretty healthy guy i mean he, he yeah. ate healthy and very religious um, too very religious well you know that's a funny thing he was he was really outspoken about some of the oh yeah some of the problems in the world well you know? one of the things that i wanted to talk about is that we we need to dial it back to the 1980s for people who don't remember the 80s either they weren't born yet or they were they were too tweaked out of their mind they're or in a cloud they're in a cloud one of the things people do not remember about the 80s is that we had this absolute constant fear of nuclear Armageddon. It was every single day. And some days was worse than other, whereas the Cold War was building up between the Soviet Union and, and the NATO countries, especially the United States. And there were times where it was just like, we're on the brink of, 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 of a mass suicide. We are, in, we are on the brink of death. And a lot, and and Prince weaved a lot of that into songs like "Purple Rain." People say, "Well, where does Purple Rain come from?" Purple Rain is talking about the strychnine that falls out of the sky after an, after an atomic bomb is yeah, set off. Yeah, he, he certainly had a, a real social consciousness. Yeah, he about, really did. His, so his music wasn't just purely entertainment, right? Although it was, you know, to me that's the purest form of entertainment is when you can make people happy with yeah. it. And enjoy it, yeah. But still, you know, bring raise their consciousness a little bit. Yeah, that, that's that's a true artist. And he and, and he was not afraid to tackle issues um, uh, like government corruption, poverty, um, just anything you could possibly think of. He probably right. wrote a song about about this social issue or that social and issue. And who knows what he has in his vault? He's got hundreds and hundreds of hours of oh, music yeah. that he recorded. And never saw the light of day. Yeah, as of yet, anyway. Yeah, and I mean, some of it might be junk, but some of it might be really, really good. Kevin Smith said that um, when he was uh, he he does this famous talk about his week that he spent with Prince, because Prince wanted him to do a uh, a documentary, and the thing is, is that his assistant said that he has like hundreds of songs in a vault and videos that have been filmed that mm -hmm. have never never aired. Like fully produced right. with costumes right. and set design and all like that. That and and it, they're just he's just they're just there and it was just like what's going to happen to all this stuff and I hope they release it. Well, his hair, I saw his hairdresser interview and he had some really really variety of hairdos. Or if you look at the yeah. progression of his costumes and his yeah. hairdos and stuff. Uh, so apparently she was his hairdresser forever. Yeah. And you know she I guess lived near him or, or lived. She was probably at the. Paisley Park. Paisley Park. Now that yeah. really wasn't his house. That was his more like his studio. Yeah, that, yeah. He he had another house where he actually lived. Yeah. Um, but she said people would just show up like Patty Labelle and yeah. all, you know all these artists, and they just jam. Yeah. You know for hours. He'd tape it and stick it in the vault. So who knows what's there? Could yeah. be great stuff. The best. I think the best compliment I heard. Um, somebody asked Eric Clapton. This is a while ago. Now asked, asked Eric Clapton what it was like to be the best guitarist in the world yep and he said i don't know you're gonna have to ask prince <laughs> so hey does it get any better than that i don't think i don't know i don't know i think that i think the one of the major takeaways that that i have with prince's legacy is that 
Um, he made it absolutely, totally, per perfectly clear. Um, you can be as strange and as weird as you want to be, but you better be talented. Well, and he was. You he, better. He was be a natural talent. He, he, the talent just oozed out of him. Yeah. If you watched him perform and stuff, it was just like it was like breathing for him. You, you could, you can. Yeah, that's that's pretty rare. You can get up on stage and you can you can sing about any crazy whacked out thing that you want to. See. You can wear these purple jumpsuits or whatever, and um, you can change your name to a symbol or whatever for for a year or two. But you better be talented. You better you better be really talented. The if artist you're do formerly that. known as Prince. Exactly. By the way, Eric has a purple shirt on today. Not just a purple know, shirt. Not just a well, purple shirt. And, and tie. A purple, yeah, purple paisley tie. Yeah. Wow, that's, I didn't realize. I didn't see the Prince connection there. I, yeah. I didn't get it at first. Yeah. It came to me, though. I, I knew that we were going to be talking about Prince, so I thought... Okay, well, that's good. Let, let's get into it. So, yeah. Do you have, now, obviously, I'm going to have to ask, um, uh, do you have a favorite Prince song? You know, I, I can't say that I really... Was a huge Prince Prince fan. Um, one one thing I, and this is very negative, but I, I really dislike Raspberry Beret. What I, I did, I, it it I just it never worked for me. I don't I don't know why. But um, Purple Rain, I guess, would be yeah the one that I think of when I think of Prince. That's the one that comes to mind, I guess. Um, right. Unfortunately, I've never seen the movie. I, I, have you? Purple Rain. Yeah. I'm sorry, Eric. I don't, I don't know sorry what to, to say. In, I don't know what to say. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I, 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 let's, I have to say I've never really absorbed it. How about that? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll let that go. There is, um, there is a, there is a song um, on the last album that he did with his band, The Revolution, Princeton Revolution, uh, Parade, um, music from the motion picture Under the Cherry Moon. Not a great movie. Great album. Not a great movie. Yeah, well, the last, the last cut on this is sometimes it snows in April and it talks about the loss of a friend. It's talking about New Hampshire. Yeah, <laughs> it's a song about New Hampshire. <laughs> um, and uh, he talks about the passing of a, of a good friend. And whenever I think of, uh, whenever I think of it snowing in April, I think about all the friends that I've lost over the years who had died, um, unfortunately, too soon. And um, I, I'll definitely play a clip of that song um uh, for this for this podcast but uh i think that the entire album purple rain i don't think that you could pull just one song off of purple rain i think the thing is is that they all sort of like flow together as one kind of coherent um song and uh and the things that he was trying to say in that talking about you know trying to find uh trying to find the you know, love of your life uh, in armageddon or, you know, after the bomb falls, which is what Purple Rain is really all about. Not the song, the actual song, Purple Rain. That's what it's all about. I, th I think that that's very poignant. I think it is. Um, and I think the thing is... It's, is yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> difficult to love somebody when most of their skin is melted off. That's that's, that's hard. Well... But it might, maybe that's true love, though. You, if you can... That is. That is true love right there. You can get past their... If the you physicality. Can, if you can, if you down to their, if their you, essence. If you can look past the, 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 yeah. the, the cancerous tumors and the hair right. falling out right. and... You know, and the, the and the fact that it did, and that's a good segue into today's topic, which we're is. not going to get to yet. We're not going to we get. We have a couple other items. First. They're not. They're not going to get into that. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, we have a foreign correspondent, Jim. Jim. We do. Jim Morata, and he right. sends some some of our. He's he's foreign correspondent in a sense that he's not from another country, but from another dimension. Oh yeah, he is. He, he is from another dimension. And you thought I was weird, people. <laughs> 
He's, the, he's a cool guy. He's, he's my best friend, actually. Well, what? <laughs> and he's gonna and he's gonna do a podcast with us. I don't think he's gonna. No, he's 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 gonna do several podcasts. Well, okay, I, several. I want to get I want to get another chair in here, and I just I just want to pick his brain for hours. Oh, he's a, yeah, he's a brilliant guy. He, he is. is. Yeah. So he said the first thing that he sent us here is, did Putin just out the world's ruling class of reptilians? And this is going to be in our show notes, and I think that I'm, I'm actually thinking I'm, I'm going to actually break one of my golden rules, and I'm going to I'm going to put the entire article in the show notes. So, Walt, what does this say about the reptilians? Well, the the I guess the point of it is is that Putin is coming forward with information about a group that he says is the sort of the ruling force in the world. Uh, and it came about as a result of the uh, Panama Papers being released. Yeah, I think he he thinks that they're trying to, you know, put the wood to him. Um, so he he's saying that there's a group of of people that um, appear to be people, but yeah, really are uh, sort of like shapeshifters. Right. That, that are really reptilian. Um, he he doesn't really get into their origin. No. In the article. Um, but he says that there's a you know there's a group of people that really make make things make the wheels turn behind the scenes, and that they're trying to get to him, and that's why they released that's why the Panama Papers were released. He, he mentions George Soros, in in particular. George Soros is Soros. being a reptilian. Yeah, and and it's funny because he's been tied in with the Bushes and the Clintons and the you know those kinds of people, so. Uh, who knows? And he's funding all of these organizations. Oh, yeah, he's really, he's really, really, really rich. He's like obscenely rich. Yeah. And he funds all of these kind of things. With, but that's his sort of public face, I think. Yeah. I think he's got another another face, which may be scaly. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, but it's pretty interesting that Putin, if this is legitimate, if, if Putin really did say that, I mean, that's, that's pretty strange. Yeah. I think that the, if if uh, if somebody like Putin was to come out and come out and say we and by the way we haven't vetted the story yet but the thing is if Jim sent us sent us the link well it must be interesting well it's definitely interesting it's yeah you know, you know what the what, I, I guess this was at a um, when when did he say this at a at a staff meeting or something or so I know I know it says in there one of his chief of staff or something was trying to calm him down and keep him from not going there yeah and he was obviously ticked off and here's what i'm gonna, gonna, yeah because go for it because the thing is is that this is going to be for the uh for the episode 13 uh the Ooh, lucky, uh, the number. Arc, lucky number lucky number and when we're going to print the link and we're going to ask you to um tell us what well, what do you think about this what do you think about putin talking about aliens and all like that happy stuff interesting and there's there's another guy um who who has been really scoffed at uh, his name is David Ike. Yeah, you, you, you know you've heard of him. O only only because you brought his Bible in, right. in today. <laughs> well, that's only one of them. He's got a number of Bibles. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm going to read a, a quote from that um, to start the podcast with, which really doesn't have anything to do with reptilians in in yeah. some sense. Yeah. Um, but he he's been saying for years now that there's this ruling group of of reptilians that are. The, the people that rule the world essentially from behind the scenes and they're shapeshifters. Yeah. They present themselves as humans, but there's, and, and if you look on YouTube, there's all kinds of, there's a lot of stuff like about, that. 
where where people are talking and they certainly their appearance shifts a little bit changes like so yeah. you catch a glimpse of something a little bit different um and it, it's all kind of hazy not right real definitive i guess it was definitive it would be on cnn but um but it's interesting it's an interesting notion he he feels like the whole royal family because he's english david yep. he feels like the whole royal royal family are, are reptilians like the queen and the yeah and they've been descended from you know from that reminds lineage, me of an, from that lineage reminds me of an episode of doctor who whereas it's like um well doctor who's pretty prophetic yeah you know when you really look at the yeah the premise of it absolutely uh but but his his underlying thinking is that these these reptilian aliens came to earth you know probably a hundred thousand years ago and there's more than one reptilian race that's, that's apparently inter, uh, yeah. inter, intermingled with the human race apparently we, there's more than there's more than a few yeah alien races uh, that are messing with us right and this is what his basic theory is and that they have now worked their way into this alien or this um, reptilian group yeah has really worked their way into all of the all of the halls of power uh, not only power but entertainment and you know all, all the things that are used to control people I'm half joking here when I say, hey, you know, maybe Prince was going to out the reptilians and they iced him. Hey, I thought about that. He's he's been he's been pretty pretty vocal over the years about those types. He didn't right. get into reptilians, I don't think. Anyway, not that I ever yeah. heard. But a, a lot of his music but, did yeah. have a lot of his music did have the metaphysical connection, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So so that you know who knows? I I don't know. It's it's a, it's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, you know. Keep keep your eye on. I think it's fascinating. Keep your eye on Donald Trump. Well, see, see, if, see if he changes. See if he he looks a little scaly at some. Well, he, he looks a little scaly anyway. I think. Uh, it's the hair. It's the hair. Yeah. But uh, getting getting moving on to Donald Trump. He, he did pretty well in the last primary. Yeah. He, he swept some pretty big big states. Well, before we start talking about the at the actual Donald Trump news that I have um, on 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 the screen here. Mm -hmm. uh, so w what do you think about Donald Trump's success as a politician? Why, why is he doing so well in, in, in the United States with a voter? I think that he's um, opening a channel for people's um, disgruntlement yep. with, a, with a political system that we have and the fact that we pay taxes out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know okay well that's what you have to do as a citizen but what are you getting for it you know it's it's just a, it's a to the whole government is a the, total mess well, it's dysfunctional the roads are a mess bridges are falling apart yeah our school system is in a, is abysmal yeah and you know a little um, something about that too i do i was in education for a long time and i and i know that um the the people that are in education are not, are not the necessarily the highest level type people that should be there right um, the the schools, you know, that are crumbling. Uh, our schools should be the best in the world, not not only the physical plant, but the availability of technology, the level right. of instruction, yep. the curriculum. It should be all state of the art. And it's, it's not. not. It's not even close. No. It's 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 probably. I don't know. I don't have any statistics, but if you compare the educational system to the, you know, to the we spend more per student per capita than any other country in the world. We actually double or quadruple. Where, where does it go? I, I don't know. Administrators. You know, well, I don't know. I mean, my son, when he was in high school, in a, in a 
district a couple of towns over from here. <laughs> he had to share books with people. Like that blew my mind. Like uh, how how in this day and age does a high school student have to share a book with another kid and they can't bring it home to to study from? Where where's the sense in that? Come on, in in the United States. Well, I don't get that. I, I'm sorry, I don't get that. Well, here's here's something that I... I mean, I even offered to buy his own copy of the book, and they said, oh, no, you can't do that. Because you really? they don't want to give your, your, your son an unfair advantage. Well, that's probably what it was. I don't know. But uh, anyway, the, the bigger point is that <clears throat> Trump is is resonating with people for a reason. Right. They're, they're just they're disgruntled about the way things are. And the, you know, the, the standard line that comes out of Washington every four years from from the presidential candidates is it's just same old same old junk yeah. that people have heard over and over and over again and nothing ever really changes yeah. they can't come to any kind of terms in washington on anything no you've got the you know you've got one side think it's saying they want to make their point and another side making their point right. and none of it has anything to do with what's good for the american people no and, and it's, the, it's all just they're they're all just narcissists that are just trying to get Keep their job. Go to any town, any city in the United States, and let's let's count the number of abandoned buildings or abandoned storefronts. Absolutely, fronts. it's ridiculous. And the thing is, is that how the hell did that happen? How well, it happened because all the jobs went out of the country. That's part of it. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. And 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 the thing, what drives me crazy, and and I, I I'm I'm not talking about any crazy conspiracy theory because the thing is, is that look, I, I have the paper to prove it. I have, if you say anything, if you say anything about a politician, the poli a, a politician can go up, whether it's a candidate or whatever, and they can, they can mess with your life. Mm. They can have you investigated. If you well, ask a simple question, the, the Walt. The thing is, it's, it's, it's a democracy, or it's supposed to be a democracy. And, and for some reason, you know, we're, we're losing that. And that's, that's maybe even the, the larger point. Is that we're losing our freedoms to to these fear mongers, you know? And Trump is is really working on fear too, you know. He's well, he's playing into people's fears of the country's country losing its place in the world, you know, losing their losing our respect among other countries, and that may be no. true. Um, I, you know, I'm not saying all the stuff that he's saying is is incorrect. I don't think it is. No. Uh, I, but I do think that he's he's a marketer. Yeah. And he's good at it. He knows how to market a product, and he's the product now. You know, and that's really maybe that's where politics is leading. You know, maybe it's a big reality show now. Yeah. Oh, you know? Well, I mean, I mean, look at Donald Trump. I mean, what's what is Donald Trump's claim to fame on television? I'm not talking about in New York City as a developer. The Apprentice show. The Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know really know. I haven't paid real close attention to him. He, he I never really thought he was that interesting but now he's he's surprising people i mean yeah. you know he started out as a kind of a joke yeah um and he's no joke anymore you know he's no. he's pretty damn close to the republican nomination yeah in case you haven't noticed yeah you know he and he the states that he won are bastions of of in, intellect intellectual thought connecticut Pennsylvania, yeah. Rhode Island. Those are those are not you know jerkwater states. And no offense to the to the jerkwater states, but right. uh, those are states that are that have a very high level of um, educated population. He's and yeah. um, he, so he's resonating with 
with somebody. Well, but the, everything yeah. that you just said about Donald Trump, mm -hmm. you can apply that to Bernie Sanders as well. Absolutely, different different viewpoint, <clears throat> but but the same overall uh, direction. Yeah, I think you know Sanders is you know obviously talking about a different approach. Yeah, he's talking. But the thing is, he's talking about the same exact things, but his solutions seem to be coming from. A, a, a totally different paradigm. They're both oh, talking yeah, about, they're ta yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're both talking about the same exact problems. Like the thing is, is that, well, okay, well, why, why are there large regions in Detroit, which used to be one of the richest cities in the world? Why does it look like, you know, Germany after World War Two? Why does it look like, you know, it bombed out, um, bombed out buildings and whatever in the United States? Mm -hmm. We have well, part of the part of the problem is that. The, <clears throat> At one point, the American car was state of the art. Yeah, and it's not anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's improved probably, but um, you know, I I, th I think a lot of things happened to to erode that mm -hmm. process. First, first of all, the the Americans were making really bad cars for a long time. Oh. built in obsolescence. I got you know, two, I they got... built cars that were were geared to last about till your loan was paid off <laughs> and and then you get a new one and and and, and you know sell it to somebody in a trailer park you know because because it's fallen apart the last american car i bought fell apart and that was that was back a ways it was back yeah. in the late 70s i guess but yeah uh, maybe early 80s but I, I i said to myself this is it's it's a piece of junk you know it was an oldsmobile something i literally my the transmission on my chevy blazer literally fell off while i was going down the highway <laughs> well, I just saw in the news uh, this morning or last night the Ford um, F-150, which is a truck that's yeah. been making forever. Yeah. Uh, the transmission kicks into first gear. You know, on an automatic transmission kicks, oh, kicks into... So if you're going down the highway at 70 miles an hour and your trans kicks into first gear, what the, what the hell do you think is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be looking at a big piece of metal behind you. If, you it, know, if, it, if and it, other cars are <clears throat> running over and going If, if, it, if it's, it's me, it's if my luck. I'm going to probably be flipping tail over end, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. But I mean, this is a truck they've been making for, you know, umpteen years. I don't know. Oh, my about. God. But anyway, I mean, that can happen with any vehicle you know I'm, I'm not just singling ford out but but i think there's a reason why that has happened and and that's what trump's talking about he, he's saying he's going to bring all this all this monetary energy back into the united states and maybe he can do it maybe i i don't know what his real plan is to do that i mean i think one of the things he's going to do is he's going to try to get rid of nafta and and all those yeah sales or uh, trade agreements that sort of somehow went in favor of the of the other countries other than you know uh, that was clinton's deal yeah that was clinton's big deal that he did that well here's some one of the things that he said last night and i think that is very important to bring this up he's going to hold the other nato countries feet to the fire and they're going to actually have to pay more their way mm -hmm. because the reason why so many nato countries have free health care is because they're not paying an exorbitant amount for their military. Exactly. We we're, we're are footing the bill. Yeah. We are their military. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are their military. And that goes back to the end of World War II. After World War II was over, that's when NATO yeah. was formed, and and somehow we got to pay reparations for Europe for like billions of dollars that we put into Europe to rebuild the the, the economies. Plan. Yeah, the economies and stuff, and we didn't start the war. I mean, it's like we finished it. We we. You know, kind of put the. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> we put the cap on it, you know. 
but I don't know how all that stuff happens. It just happens, and nobody nobody <laughs> notices. It's just like nobody said, "Well, putting billions of dollars into Europe, I mean, <laughs> really?" Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I know you have to help people. Okay, I, I get that. But right. You, you know, have to kind of have some charity at home too, a little bit. You know. Cause, yeah. Um, uh, you know, bottom line, the United States is still a great place to live. It really is. But, uh, you know, it could be a lot better. It could be an ideal um, society, which I know is pie in the sky, and I know it probably never will be, but it could be a lot closer than it, than it is. Another cool, uh, interesting thing, um, I tend to in, in juxtapose cool and interesting because yes. they're not always the same thing. But um, Well, you, well you're, you're a nerd. Uh, well, you, 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 you think cool and interesting is the same thing? I guess, yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. Um, at the very end of Donald Trump's <clears throat> acceptance, it wasn't really an acceptance speech. It was more like a news conference, I guess. Sure. He, when he won those five states and steamrolled that right through there. Um, he was actually relatively humble um, for Donald Trump. But at the very end, he started talking about, and I sent you a, I sent you a, a the clip nine, the, on the, that. Yeah, the nine eleven. The nine eleven thing. Yeah. yeah, he was almost talking like a truther, like like he was saying that people don't know the reality behind nine eleven. Everybody it was blamed on Iraq, right? And Iraq wasn't the wasn't the culprit. That was just an excuse to yeah. for the United States to to go in there. Yep. <clears throat> um, he was saying that the Saudis. Behind Which gets back to a big, huge news item from last week, because the thing is, is that we, um, the Obama administration was going to release some documents and that right, would put, right, put right. the blame on that. the Saudis. Yeah. Now, who's who's friends with the Saudis that that are good are good friends of yours as well? Good friends of mine. Yeah, you mention them regularly on the podcast. Oh, you you uh, we're, t we're talking about the gunmen um, behind the uh, the picket fence and the ground. Uh, no, the no, we're, talk well, we're talking about a guy that was in Dallas that says I can't remember whether he was in Dallas. That's what I said. That's what I mean. No, I, I don't think he was behind the picket fence. Oh, okay. I, th I think he was just in town for the for the shindig. Well, here, here's the thing. But, but the the Saudi family when when nine eleven happened, the they, 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 they shut down the they shut down United States airspace. Yep, for a couple for like three days for a while. Yeah. yeah, but the Saudi family, the royal family, was allowed to leave. They were allowed to get in their plane and leave for some reason. Anybody who was anybody who was related to the bin Ladens or any member of the Saudi family, the, the Bushes, the, uh, they were allowed to leave. Bush gave them uh, a privilege to to get in the air when nobody now, else had it. Now, don't Gee, you think? Hmm, don't wonder you, how that happened. Don't you think, and I don't mean to tap into Michael Moore's shtick, because I, I think that Michael Moore is very, very one-sided. I think that he only goes after um, conservatives or Republicans. Yeah, he's, he's a sensationalist. <clears throat> I don't think he goes after liberals enough, and I think that it was just like, Michael Moore, if you are listening, if you do not go after Which Hillary Clinton... Which is very doubtful, by the way. I don't know. I, no, I think, I think Michael Moore listens to the, to the metaphysical do connection. You? Okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there on a That's limb. That's who you are going to Hey, Michael, how you doing? Yeah. Um, Hope you're enjoying the show. Yeah. Uh, um, you better do a story on, on the whole thing with Hillary Clinton and and uh, and the fact that she mishandled top secret information. But that's another story. Michael Moore was one of the first per people to really sort of bring this to the, to the American conscience who had brought up the fact that it was just like Bin, Bin Laden's um, family members who were here in the States, members of the royal Saudi family were allowed to leave. Wouldn't you think that the NSA or the CIA, the FBI would sequester these people and they say, okay, we want to know where your brother Ben 
is is hiding. Where, where's where's Ben? Forget Waldo. Forget Carmen San Diego. Where the funk? They don't want to know. They don't want people to know where they were. That's that's, I think, fairly obvious. But the thing that's that's really was interesting to me, and whether this was done intentionally or not, I don't know. When he started talking about this, this was on CNN. Now I was watching this. I don't know right. about the other networks. They cut him off. Yeah, he, he went off. And and normally they, he talks till he walks away. Yeah. When he started in on this 9-11 topic, he got, you know, into it for maybe two or three minutes. And he got clipped. And he got, they cut him off. I, I found that very curious, whether that was by intention or I, I can't see any other reason for why, him to Why do would it. you shut him up? Why would you, sh this is, this is, what, what, the, what are you doing? This is great, uh, this is great radio. I, I don't know. This is great TV. I don't know. They, why why they, are you? They did. They did. I, I was like, wait, I was just. I want to hear more about that, you know? And they they they, they went back to the studio with, oh. you know, with, the, with all the people in the, to let's talk get, about let, what he was saying. So, let's get into it. Um, so anyway, I, don't, I, I just think that, you know, if he, if he really pursues that, that's going to be interesting, you know, to, to, if he really goes there. I mean, I don't think he's any fan of the Bushes, but who knows? I don't, I don't know how all those things go. You know, I, I know Clinton and Bush were, we're tied together. Yeah. You know? um, so they talk smack about each other, but well, yeah, that's, see, but that's just the front. That's just yeah. what they do. And they get together behind the scenes and yeah. laugh. And I actually wrote a couple of articles about the, um, uh, the nine 11 commission and how it is in fact a, a work of fiction because the thing is, is that you had people who were part of, um, they, they were, they were behind the policy of making sure that the CIA and the FBI and all these agencies yeah, it's, didn't it's share information. Yeah, it's the same as the Warren Commission, basically. Yeah. It's no different. It's the same. It's, it's, it's a, a sham. It is. It's, it's just a, a cover. You know, it's part of the whole elaborate cover that whatever they're covering, uh, there's a lot of possibilities. It's know, al it's almost allowing criminals mm -hmm. to uh, to act as the prosecution against themselves. I, I saw an article. Um, I'm not even sure where I saw it now. I don't think I sent it to you. But there's a woman, a female, a, a pretty respected scientist, that's now saying that there's no way that the fire caused by the jetliners could have could have brought the building down. Uh, I know that's been said a, by a other lot of people. people have said that, yeah. But the difference is, but this is that she's saying that there was some kind of a, a ray that was used that that was pointed at the building that sort of evaporated the the structure and crumbled it so that the whole thing it was it was aimed at it in no a, kidding a pivotal point yeah um let's see if i can dredge that up yeah this we'll, put, we'll cool put that article. in the show notes yeah i'm gonna see if i can find it uh, I, now, I don't i i now of course i run across these things and i read them and i don't <laughs> and i don't remember where i saw it you know but it's i did really read it i'm, I'm, not, I'm not making it up <laughs> um but that that segues into something about what we're going to talk about today and and also the the, the next show after that exactly because she she said it was uh something that was very similar to uh what tesla was working on yeah he was working on a death ray yeah um which could apparently take down airplanes and things like that you know yeah so we're going to start one, with one fell swoop. so we are going to we are going to start talking about the the very first original death ray yeah the absolutely. oldest death ray known to man right right no, uh, but I, th I think that what we should do is we're going to take a quick five-minute break. I'm going to play okay. some commercials. And some and, purple rain. And some purple rain. 
and uh, uh please oh ouch please don't play raspberry beret i'm sorry prince i i just couldn't get next to that song it was just too hokey for okay me. all right and so, he's entitled to hokey he's he wrote a lot of good songs he wrote a really he's lot of entitled good songs. to a hokey song i mean a lot of people love that song but hey he'll be missed you know i, I mean maybe you and and your wife swayed to that song i don't know or, have, or danced i have fond memories danced, of, danced, danced badly to it i'm sure are you saying I'm a bad dancer? No, I'm not saying Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm blaming it on the song. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Carol, no offense. <laughs> <laughs>If you have something you want us to promote on the Metaphysical Connection podcast, let us know by getting in touch with me. My email address is info at thefedorachronicles.com. If you have something to promote that our listeners would be interested in, let me know and I'll read your ad during our actual podcast. It could be fruits and services, a special event or convention, a book or documentary you've written or created, or even your own podcast on the topic of the unexplained phenomenons. That's also how you can get in touch with us and let us know how about your own experiences. Um, have a good ghost story, seeing something unusual or strange, or just post your opinion on any given topic. Once again, just drop us a line at info at thefedorachronicles.com. Yeah, actually, I ran across this in uh, David Icke's book. Uh, now, I'm not, I'm not advocating that you go out and buy David Icke's book, but... If you want to, that would be okay. Um, he's got a lot of interesting theories. Uh, but anyway, this is the, the very beginning of the book. He, he opens with a Native American parable. Okay. All right. And um, in this parable, the creator gathers all the animals and says, I want to hide something from humans until they're ready for it. The, real, the realization that they can create their own reality. That's that's what he wants to hide. Hold out. Okay, you are you with me? I'm with you so far. Okay. So the first animal says, give it to me. I'll fly it to the moon, says the eagle. Now the creator says, one day they will, soon they will get there and they will find it. Okay. No good for the eagle. All right. Now the salmon says, well, how about the bottom of the ocean? I'll take it to the bottom of the ocean. And the creator says, no, they'll find it there too. And the buffalo says, I'll bury it out in the Great Plains. Now, he says, they'll dig it up sooner or later and find it there. And the one wise grandmother mole says, I know, put it inside them. Done, said the creator. That's the last place they will look. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Native American legend. And that, I think, is kind of the theme of the uh, metaphysical connection. That we're we're trying to open up people's um, viewpoint and and really find out what's inside themselves and that's where the that's where the real truth is it's right in, it's inside everybody yeah but it's masked by various things so people that's really is the last people place people look everybody's looking outside for the for the newest thing that's going to help them um, yeah get better in some sense yeah. Because the thing was, we're all looking for what's going to be the next transformative technology. Exactly. And the good, thing is, good, is a good way to put it. All of this technology is just helping us do things better, faster, more efficiently or whatever. I mean, I think the last bit of really transformative 
technology that I think has really sort of changed the world has been the personal computer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been the hugest um, breakthrough, I guess. Because let's let's be honest, we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to do podcast if it wasn't for the laptop and and uh, the internet. I True, you have to have you have to have one and the other. And that's something that really is a lot harder to censor. Yeah, and than print media and uh, even even the radio broadcast can be censored by the FAA and yep. Uh, people like that, or the FCC. I'm sorry, FCC. FAA yeah. is a flight. flight exactly. Um, so the internet's really kind of open, open territory yeah. until you have the homeland security shop here at your house. But, again, uh, again. But um, we're hoping that we can avoid that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, in some ways, yes, it, it's been a it's been a eye opener for people. But I think there's more eye that needs to be opened yet and which is really what we're trying to do i think yeah the is, third is eye open open, yeah, open people's viewpoint on things and and have them look at things a little little from a, a little different perspective exactly yeah. so but anyway speaking about looking at things from a different perspective um this is a very very special year for a lot of us um i can't even believe that we're here um, this is the 35th anniversary of the release of what I think is probably one of the greatest movies ever made. It's it's uh, not only an, an action-adventure movie, but it also works on another level about how the everyman could come, um, overcome any obstacle with a little brain power and a little muscle. And we're obviously talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, which introduced us, especially me, to a character who... You know, who grew up in a fatherless environment and gave me an example of, of what a man really could be. You know, you don't have to have superpowers. Um, the, the, real, the only real superpower that you need is, like, uh, what's going on between your ears. You know, it's... Um, and uh, it, it was a very sort of uh, transformative movie for me. Uh, you know, it, it opened up a lot of doors for me looking at things other than than uh, than just Star Wars. <laughs> Not to mention using a whip. Oh, no, no, that's one. That's my wife's department. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, we are obviously by the title of of this podcast, the Ark. Um, we're going to be talking about the Ark of the Covenant, and we're going to first we're going to talk about the origins of the Ark, and then we're going to talk about, well, what do we what do we think the Ark really was, Walt? And you and I have two different perspectives, and of course, you you got these these copious notes that you took and you wrote to to celebrate this. You actually wrote it in uh, in ancient Hebrew. So go ahead. I, I refined my, my writing a little bit, so, so Eric could read it. He, he didn't study under the handwriting teacher of Ra. As I <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, have a, I actually have a challenge for Eric. He, he, he has positioned himself as a somewhat of a Raiders of the Lost Ark expert, I well, would say. Let's dial it back. How many times have you seen the movie? Man? I lost track after the first <clears throat> 50, I think. After the first 500 But he, here's, the, here's a challenge for you, though, Walt. Did you go to see it more than once in the in the movies when it came oh, out? Of course, but here you go. You're pretty, you pretty young when that came out. Yeah, I would think I was 13. But yeah. here, here you go. Here's a challenge for you. Okay. Name, name another fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark who is a bigger fan of me living in southeastern Vermont. You can't name one, can you? You cannot uh, I, I name anybody. 
Bigger fan of you? A bigger fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Than you? Or? Than me. Uh, name a bigger fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark who lived in southern, southeastern New at Vermont. I, I only know a handful of people that live in southeastern Vermont. So right. I, I, you can't do them, it. None of them would fit that. Who you, is it? Who you, is it? You, you can't name anybody who is a bigger fan of, of that movie than me. You can't. That's a pretty pretty limited group, though. <laughs> that doesn't really give you much juice. Well, at least I'm good at something. Okay, so here's my challenge. Okay. And if you get this, I'll be I'll be amazed. Okay, sure. Um, when, when at the end of the movie, when they when they put the ark in the supposedly in the Smithsonian in a crate. Yep. Okay. What was the crate number? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't know it, Eric. <laughs> See now, if I was if I was going to tell you that, you're going to you're going to go nerd, nerd. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd fall out of my chair actually. Knock go the ahead. Microphone over. Go ahead. Okay, it's nine nine zero six seven five three. Okay, and what's the significance of that number? I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe, let, if you add it up, maybe it comes out to be some uh, Masonic symbol or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I, I was just kind of, kind of playing around a little bit. I happened to see that in an article, and I thought, oh, I wonder if Eric knows that off the top of his head. <laughs> if he did, I would have been very, very, uh, very yeah. surprised. Um, that's, the, that's my PIN number. <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was your IQ, <laughs> so, which, would, which would put you in the range of... Uh, the uh, Anunnaki or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a uh, little little levity there. Let's talk talking. about the arc here. Yeah. So the um, the movie itself, I think, really was it was it really treated the arc well. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't um, put out as a hokey kind of thing. Yeah. You know? um, which some of the later movies were a little bit more in that direction. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh but the but the reality of it is is that what the movie was really based on was that Hitler actually was really looking for for artifacts. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look right behind me, right behind me. We have a, a post show note, a show note for that. Yeah. So we'll get more into that at some point. But but the premise of the movie was that you know it was with the drama was that the that the Nazis were trying to get this Ark of the Covenant, which is very true, which, which is very true, which, and very is, real. which is very true. And so yep. it's not something that's just made up for the movie. Right, it really was something. Now, why did they want that though? Um, there's there's some thinking that it was a some kind of a spiritual thing that Hitler knew that if he got that and a couple other things, he'd he'd have all the pieces for world domination. Yep. Now the other viewpoint is that he knew that he and his his general staff knew that it was some kind of a weapon. Some yep. kind of some kind of um, intense weaponry, right? That, that the Nazis could a use, uh -huh. or b figure out how it worked and make make more of their own. Yep. Um, and and to me that makes more sense from my viewpoint. Maybe maybe sure. not from yours. I don't know as to why they were looking for it. So so that really gives the the movie a lot of authority right off the bat. Yes. It's just not a made-up premise. There's also it's something a, that was actually the, the Nazis really were looking. I mean, they were sending out squads of, of people looking for these things. Yeah. You know, so they were they were they were serious about it. They weren't they weren't just kidding around. Yeah. You know? And and the other way of thinking is that what if what if they had found it? Exactly. And what if it really is some kind of weaponry? What what could that have done? What could have? How could that have turned 
World War II uh, around. Well, he, well, they had some kind of a weapon that was um, hard to hard to stop. Well, the thing they is, were with, working on that in other directions anyway. With, the V two rockets and stuff. With with all the research that I have done on on the Ark, um, which is it sounds really weird saying that, being such a a fan of the original motion picture there. Um, the thing is that um, Hitler did not. Hitler was looking for an artifact without really knowing all the facts, because the thing is, one of the things that we're going to talk about in this podcast is that if Hitler actually did get his hands on it, he, Hitler wouldn't have been around for very long, because you look at throughout the entire history of the Ark, what happened to the Ark when the wrong people got a hold of it. So, True. so True. talking about we're talking about the origins of the ark. Are you going to go biblical? On I'm going to go biblical on your. Okay, I know you like to go biblical. I'm going to go. I'm going to go biblical. I know that's your thing. So, so here's this guy Moses, and Moses goes up to Mount Sinai, and and he has a conversation with God, and God says, "My people need a couple of basic rules, so that they won't go too far." down the road awry yeah um and this is get to and god with the power of god um carves 10 basic rules for living for for the hebrews on these stone tablets and and, and moses comes down off the mountain after having this experience with god one of the things people don't realize is that moses went up a, a relatively young man when he came down he had all this gray flowing hair like he had spent a lot of time up there mm -hmm. in a short short period of time and relatively speaking and he comes down and he sees um all the hebrews you look like arlo guthrie i think i think so yeah so um he went up as bob dylan and he came down as arlo guthrie right. so he comes down down the mountain and he sees the hebrews worshiping a golden calf that they had created in his absence and of course, they're having a big, huge party, like it's 1999, um, and uh, BC, BC, 1999 <laughs> BC, and and uh, and he gets all he gets all upset and pissed off, and he smashes the tablets, saying, "You're not worthy of these rules," something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, uh, sorry for the horrible um, Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Um, so that that coins a new phrase. He went Moses. On he them. he went Moses on their asses. <laughs> <laughs> and so the thing is, is that God acknowledged the fact that these people need a something physical to worship. They need a physical representation. So he can instruct they need it. An icon. They needed an icon. Mm -hmm. They needed something. And so the thing is, is that they, they create this, um, this box, essentially, which holds the, the tablets. Well, that, he wasn't, wasn't he given instructions by God? He was given direct instructions yeah. on how... Now, here's one of the things that people get... When I, when I bring up this point, people get really pissed when they bring this up. So the thing is, is that here's a box. It's, it's, it has specific dimensions to it. Like to, like, um, and, it's, and it's in our show notes. Hmm. And the thing is, is that it's made out of... It's made, it's, it's a, well, let's it's, talk about the dimensions because it, that comes later into my... my Thing that hit, I, the direction hit, hit, I'm going with it. Hit me with the directions. The, 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 the actual size. Now, this was in cubits. Yep. Which have no, no meaning to me and probably very few people. But the, sure. but the actual size in our measuring system is four four feet 
by two feet by two feet. Mm -hmm. That was the that was the dimensions, mm -hmm. and that comes in later. So okay. I, we'll get to that later. But anyway, I just wanted to so anyway, clarify that. So it's but it's essentially it's a wooden box adorned with gold, covered with gold, mm -hmm. acacia wood. Right, acacia wood covered in gold, which well, is a tree that grows, I guess, in the Middle East. Okay, where did they get the gold? Because the thing is, is that the Hebrews melted down all the gold that they had to create this golden calf. And I said, well, obviously, they took the golden calf, they melted it back down again to create the ark. And people are that's sacrilegious. Why? How dare you say that? What do you mean they, they recycled the gold that was used? Yeah, but, the, but the calf was, a, was an item that was negative. I mean, it was, right. it was used for, it was, a, it was a golden idol. Why would you lose your crap over that? I don't know. I don't get it. I, I'm fine with that. I think they'd have to get it somewhere. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like they were rolling in gold. Exactly. And stuff. Exactly. They had yet to corner the diamond market in right. New York City. Exactly. Yet. That was way, way in the future. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I don't, so, I don't know why that so, so creates ire in people. But with the, with the, again, it, it throws off their paradigm, right? Exactly, like for whatever reason, like that gold was tainted because it was once used for the yeah, golden. Yeah, you know. it's it's only the it's only the reason the the reason why it's used is the yeah. is the tainted part. Right. So um, so they have this box with the tablets, and throughout Hebrew history, until that they're invaded by the Babylonians later on. Every time anybody who does not have the special anointment. Who is who are the people who are not wearing the special clothes, mm -hmm. wearing the special vestments, as it were? You had to have you had to be a special class of person. You have to have a special anointing, whatever that anointing was. And you well, had I'm gonna, to. I'm going to get into <clears throat> what I think that was. And you have to. And you have to uh, uh, mm -hmm. approach um, the ark that was hidden in the tabernacle. Only a few selected people could go into the the far far room of the tabernacle mm -hmm. which is like these it was a tra traveling road show in tents and the thing is is like the, the tent was segmented you had like the this the 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 first segment which was for all the all the the the, the, the rabbis but not even they could go into the final room mm -hmm. where the mm -hmm. ark was kept and only like right. maybe three or four mm -hmm. and there were special people who were only allowed to see it and and you know and it's like these people had to be chosen and trained by moses right, and then right. aaron and there were a couple of instances especially in i think it's second samuel where um these other people steal the ark and the thing is is that they stay they they run away and they steal the ark and they you know as they're running away with the ark they drag the ark through um a river where they fish and wouldn't you know it um, the river dies. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, the, backing up a little bit, when when the Jews escaped from Egypt, Moses led the Jews out of Egypt. Uh, apparently, they used the ark to to to, to um, part the part the Red Sea. Is that I, not true? No, I, they they didn't. Or maybe it was the River Jordan. They, yeah. they used it at some point. It parted. At some point I think later it was the on. River Jordan, maybe. Yeah, yeah. but maybe that was later on. Yeah, I mean the thing is that they they didn't because they didn't have the I mean they had the every all the gold that they had, all the gold that they had was was melted down later on when Moses was at Mount Sinai. But the thing is is that they would use the the ark would be in front of the the caravan when they were traveling in the desert mm -hmm. quite a bit for, ahead for all those years, right? 
and the thing is, is that they would like clear the way, and and, and it says even says in the Bible, they marched around um, uh, Jericho mm-hmm. for seven evil, days. For seven days, they blew their horns, the trumpets, and, yeah, and then the walls came. The, the you know, like the song, the walls came tumbling down mm-hmm. because of the power of the ark and the trumpets blowing at the same time. And it was and and, especially and, when they were going through the desert. It was it was shooting out sparks, and yeah. killing serpents and and creatures that were right. in, in in the way of the. the and but before, trade, but, be, but before the ark, they were at, during the day they would follow this pillar, uh, this dark pillar of cloud, and at night they would follow this pillar of light. Mm-hmm. And then when the ark, then the ark shows up, and it it. it it does exactly what it, it sort of like clears the way. But every time the unanointed get a hold of the ark, bad things always they, happen they to these zapped. people. Yeah, they get zapped. And something. the thing is, is that after <clears throat> after the thieves had the ark for a short while, every everybody was dying. Their hair was falling out. Tumors and lesions mm-hmm. were growing all over the body. And then they brought it back to the Hebrews and say, "Here's your ark back." Sorry. Yeah, we didn't really want it. <laughs> well, what does that sound like? Will, will you take your ark back, please? What, what does that sound like? Tumors, hair falling out. You know, what kind? What kind of energy are are we talking there? What does it sound like to you? Chernobyl, Hiroshima, Wait. Nagasaki. Yeah. So, uh, you know, are we talking about a nuclear three island, mi- a three island, a, a, a three nuclear, mile island? There's, there's some thinking that some thinking that the um, that the Ten Commandments that were actually in the box supposedly. Right. right? There, now, there's supposed to be three things. There's supposed to be the Ten Commandments, the tablets. Now, are, are these the tablets that um, that Jesus broke? No, Moses. Or, uh, Moses. Moses. I'm sorry, yeah, uh, They're supposed to be the most. Got my biblical figures. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah, Moses. You said broke the broke smash the, the tablets right. now, but but God made a new set, right? The, apparently, it depends on who you who you ask. Because the thing is, is that in some of my research, there was actually more than one ark, and they had different copies of the tablets okay. in those other arcs or whatever. So there's supposed to be more than one ark, uh, according to different sources. Yeah. Uh, so so the. So the Ten Commandments that are in the Ark are they? They're the ones that are intact. There's no, they're the they're the smashed tablets. The smashed ones, right? Okay. Um, and then there's supposed to be manna in there. That, it's another thing, yeah. And and Aaron's rod. Yep. But whatever that significance of that is, I don't. Whatever know. that is. Yeah. Uh, Aaron was who was Aaron? Th- he. Was, he uh, I'm not sure if I. I don't. Excuse me. Moses' son. Or I think it was Moses' son. Yeah. Okay. Um, so these items were put in there. I'm not quite sure what the significance of that is. But uh, the manna, we've talked about before, the manna, um, there's different spins on that too. Yeah. Um, some people say that manna, this is now getting in a little bit of my segment, but the manna is monoatomic gold, mm-hmm. which, which goes back to the Anunnaki presence on earth. Um, mm-hmm. And some people say that the manna was what was in the, in the ark, a lot of people had said that manna was like um, a supernatural bread. Yeah. Like it was, it yeah. was, uh, it was bread that had all the nutrients people would need to survive right. out in the wonder desert. bread, wonder bread, right. really, really wonder, bread. real wonder bread. Yeah. Like wonder what's in it. But, exactly. Uh, I happen to go with a manna being monatomic gold. But, okay. Uh, anyway, that's just my opinion. That's your thing. That's my that's my thought. Yeah. So um, where are we now with the with the with the biblical part? 
Um, this is a perfect time for you to segue into, well, well, do you have any more biblical well, the, the uh, other viewpoint? Th- well, the thing is, is that time and again, everybody who is not specially anointed by Moses right. or whoever right. does not have the special vestments and the special anointing, everybody who looks upon the ark who is not special, as it mm-hmm. were, bad things always happen to these people. Right. Even within the Hebrew tribe or the or, or within within all the, the, the Hebrew population, even even Jews themselves who were not who did not go through this preparation. There's there's a there's several stories where where like there are these two brothers who went in to the to the secret room of the, the of the tent where the ark was hiding because they said well hey we're we're the people of God we should be able to see this it sounds like something just like something I would say mm-hmm. and they went in they saw the ark and then they turned to ash and their souls were smited by God or something like that <clears throat> now. At some point, it, it made its way to um, Solomon's possession. Yes. It was in, in the um, Temple of Solomon. Right. And it had its own little tabernacle and, or whatever and, you want to call and it. And this, this, this is where the story, as if the story isn't already convoluted, mm-hmm. it gets even more convoluted. Whereas the thing is, is that Solomon knew the Babylonians were going to come and steal the Ark. Allegedly, he had it, he had it hidden somewhere. Then there's the other legend that says that the lost 13th tribe took the Ark and they hid it somewhere in Ethiopia. Right. That's, I'm going to get to that right. in a minute. And then you have the story of um, the Ark being stolen and, and it was hidden somewhere in Tanis. Uh, there's a bunch of different but, theoretical yeah. locations. Some people say that it's actually buried under the Temple Mount. Temple Mount. Right. Which yeah. is where Solomon's temple was. Right. Right. That's the Holy of Holies. That's the Holy of Holies. Yeah. Uh, so you want to start on the next strand now? I think Let's it's go for it. Bring it, bring it up. To, and it, what's interesting is a lot of parallels between these two things. Yeah. They're two kind of separate points of view, mm-hmm. but they really parallel, especially the part about the people who were the initiates, mm-hmm. the, the ones that were able to, for one reason or another, uh, the only people who deal could, with it. The only yeah. people who could handle the ark, right. or the only people right. who could who could look upon the ark. Right now, for some reason, uh, they they kept an animal skin on it and a blue cloth. A did blue you, cloth. Did you run across that? Yes, I did. Yeah, they didn't they didn't say what the animals what animal it was, but right. Um, like when they were marching through the desert, yeah. they had to yeah, have they a they special had, cloth. Had to have it covered, it. yeah, for yeah. some reason. I I, I don't maybe. To keep it from discharging or something, or maybe it was an some kind of an insulator. It acted as an insulator. Well, it was it was to keep. Sense. Well, from the biblical point of view, it was to it was to keep from killing the unanointed or the uninitiated. Well, yeah, it was. It actually kept the energy contained. Yeah. I guess in in some sense. So so my viewpoint on this is, and this is sort of another strand. It's not necessarily completely separate from from what the Bible is talking about. Um, is that. The, the Ark of the Covenant was actually an ancient energy device. Yes. That, that came from Atlantis. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, whether you believe in Atlantis, the, the reality of Atlantis or not is, again, up for grabs. I, I happen to think it was a real place. There's a lot of mainstream scientists who, who poo-poo it and say that it was just Plato, figment of Plato's imagination yep. and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, again, it brings up the point of how much past history don't we know? You know that's been either 
either lost through the ages or were intentionally kept from us. And we've spent a lot of time examining books on that topic. Yeah, yeah. And and, um, there's a guy named Graham Hancock who... who, Mm -hmm. Is is in, for my money is is one of the most brilliant people around, yep. and he's a researcher. And um, he he wrote Fingerprints of the Gods, which is, was a huge book in the nineties. Yeah. Um, but his previous book to that, which is which was actually uh, his first book, was in I think ninety two, was called The Sign of the Seal, which was which was about the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. So that was his very first book, and he 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 believes that the Ark is in in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. or where it's currently still there. Um, so anyway, that's his, his. But let's let's back up a little bit to the to the earlier stages of of the Ark. So um, if if you if you believe that it, Atlantis truly existed and that it that it did go go under go, mm-hmm. go down for some reason, there's a lot of theories about that too. Um, and and that their their civilization and of course their some of their technology, of course, was transposed into Egypt. Right. That was the next logical. Um, Let me also just inter- interject here because there's okay, a, there's a lot of theories that the pyramids were actually um, energy sources. Uh, you're stealing my thunder. Uh, you're stealing my. Uh, you're stealing my. You're taking. You're draining my voltage here. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, sorry about stealing your thunder like that. I'm really sorry. That's uh, okay. I'll, I'll overlook that. Uh, so what you're saying is true. Uh, the one one of the things that's very strange about the pyramids is that there are really elaborate paintings inside. Okay. Um, and hieroglyphics and things like that. Sure. However, the odd thing is that there's no light source. Yeah. Um, so I guess the theory, some of the theory is that they use torches. Or mirrors. Mirrors, or mirrors to reflect. Which has been disproved. Right. Uh, that's been debunked. So, so what did they use as a light source? Um, to 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 do these elaborate paintings. Um, I don't know, Walt. Well, I mean, I, I can gonna, I can I'm, guess. I'm going to postulate that the Great Pyramid of Giza was actually a, an energy generator. Okay. Um, and there's there are some theories that it it was able to use um, tap into groundwater below the pyramid and draw up ionized. Ion, uh, negative ions, and into the um, center chamber, and there was something that generated electricity, and it actually was enough electricity to power electric lights through not wireless. I mean, not by using wires, but wireless and wireless transmission of, of electricity, um, and it actually powered all of Egypt. So they had a, they had an energy source. Electricity, way, way, way before anybody even really thought of it or knew what electric, supposedly knew what electricity was, by our standards anyway, mm-hmm. by, our, by our historical standards, which I think are completely skewed. But as we, I think we both realize that. And you realize to the average person that sounds really weird. No, it does, but that's okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah, like they can we, think about it. It's, it's not like we care what they think. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> care. it is weird, but. Maybe it's right, you know. Could it could be, yeah. Could be something that people just have not thought about or considered, you know. So um, the 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 funny thing is that in the for most of what I learned in school, were that the pyramids were built as burial chambers for the yep. kings. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, in the in the Great Pyramid, there's never been any any bodies found. 
that we know of. Well, as far as we know. Sorry, I mean. You know, I mean, there was really no, they were, they were sealed. So there's really no way for, for grave robbers to get in there. Okay. Okay, you with me? I am All so right. far. But in the center of the Great Pyramid, it's in the, it's in the King's Chamber, I believe, is a stone um, vessel. Mm-hmm. And um, they thought that that was meant to house the sarcophagus of the king mm-hmm. that, the, that the Great Pyramid was built for. However, there's nothing there. But this stone, um, it looks like an enclosure, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the dimensions of that are? You have a wild guess? <laughs> no, Walt, I, I don't. I, I don't know why. I mean, this is the second time this podcast you've been obsessed about, like, the size of something. Um, um, do, do the dimensions four feet by two feet by two feet ring a bell? Uh, yeah. Okay. So what do you think might have been in there? <laughs> something that fits the bill on that. A giant Duracell battery. Yeah, well, so you're, you're not that far off, actually. I know you're joking, but that's that's not that far off. Guess what? Maybe the Ark of the Covenant was the energy source for Egypt. So 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 it really predates, way predates um, Moses and his dealings with the Ark. That is that is pretty out of control. You have to admit that is that is pretty out of control. It is, but it's okay. I like being out of control. Uh, so maybe there's more. I mean, another possibility is that there's more than one arc, too. That that was that was a prototype. That's that's one of the things right. that we've been talking right. about. Right. Is that is there more than is there more is there than more than one arc? And maybe maybe this arc was leftover alien technology from an alien presence on Earth. It could be the Anunnaki. Could a lot, be of, a lot of people say that Atlantis was was the bastion of the Anunnaki where they, you know, it was their their glorious civilization that they created there and then and then something went horribly wrong and they and they they blew it up or it went under the ocean or something happened or a natural disaster or something and then they and they took their technology off offshore and and it came to Egypt. So, I mean, how else do you explain if if in fact you you believe that the Egyptians did use electricity, and there's a lot right. of evidence for that, mm-hmm. um, other than just the fact that they had these elaborate paintings in there with no light source. I mean, how do you, how do, you do that? That's, that's just not possible, unless you have some light source that, uh, you know, the, the theory for torches, uh, the debunking on that is that there's no soot. There's no soot, and, you, and, a, and a torch would produce soot on the, on the ceiling, like a candle would. And if you know anything about burning any any Like you fuel. have that candle going there, now that's going to, that's going to leave soot on something. Yeah, you know. So how do you explain that, other than the fact that you know, there was there was some kind of a light source that we we can't explain in, and also, in traditional ways? And, and like I said, or like I started to say, if you know anything about burning anything within an enclosed space, mm-hmm. um, there's there's a story about my father who was driving around in an old Volkswagen Beetle with the hibachi, with the windows rolled up, and. Oh, oh, oh. What was he doing with hibachi? <laughs> he was keeping. He was. He was keeping. He was driving around. He was cooking some hot dogs. Or while he was or, driving. While he was driving, wow. and he pulled over and, and he passed out. And it turns out that because he was using a hibachi, he, 
in, in a Volkswagen Beetle well, with got, the windows. You got, got heat out of that too. Probably. He got a lot of. He got a lot <laughs> That's of. That's unusual. Out of I've never heard that. So I, I've seen a, uh, a wood stove in a in an old. Hippie van. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never heard that one. That's 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 and, that's, and, and, and apparently that's my, pretty out there. As a matter of fact, my father almost died of like carbon monoxide yeah, poisoning. No we're, we're overdosing <laughs> on on charred hot dogs. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the. Um, but what I'm getting say, back to the. the what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that. So you're saying your your father was a. A mini Ark of the Covenant? Is <laughs> no. What I'm trying to say is, is that it's like if you're burning something like torches in an enclosed space, yeah, to produce a lot of light, yeah, you're also burning up a lot of a lot of oxygen, and you're also true. That's another point. That's yeah. another science. I, I I don't know if whether or not that was such a safe idea or not, but I mean, now, I could be wrong. You, you you seem to have a pretty good command of science principles. Uh, more than your average bear. Okay. Did you take physics? Oh yeah, in high school. Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna. I've got a little challenge here for you. Okay. Now this this is gonna tell whether Eric was listening to his teacher, <laughs> or if he was staring at the legs of the of the cute girl next to him. I I, I know what I would bet on. <laughs> but anyway, hit me, hit me, Walt. <laughs> do Do you know what a capacitor is? A capacitor. Yeah. It's like a battery. It's uh, not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in some ways. And the thing is, is, is that it's uh, an electronic device. It's it's in the same family as like a right. transistor, and it, although they right. do they do different things. Because the thing is, is like if you have like raw electricity coming coming over a line, you want a a capacitor to sort of like e like even it out, like to get rid of all the highs and the lows. Well, you're close. Okay. So apparently, you were. Um, Partially listening to the peach teacher and partially looking at the girl's legs next to you. Anyway, I, we'll 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 figure out which which percentage that right. was. Um, but really, what a capacitor does is it stores a charge. Oh yes. Um, and and what it is now this is this is a little technical, but it, it's going to make sense to you in a minute. Yeah. It's it's two plates that that. Um, Usually very thin plate. A capacitor is usually a very small thing, like in a radio or something. Right. Uh, now, my father was an electronics engineer, so he, he knew Same all about this. Same as my dad. And, and he said that capacitors and transistors were the biggest breakthrough in, in electronics in, you know, in forever. Ages, yeah. And, and um, there's some thinking, yep. this is getting a little off topic, was that those two um, items came from reversed engineer tech, alien technology from Roswell, okay, which happened at Bell Labs in, in New Jersey, which I lived about yep. 10 minutes away from when I was a kid. And my father always talked about Bell Labs and how great it was. He, he didn't get into the alien technology part of it. but uh, So anyway, so what is a capacitor? A capacitor are, is two plates that are conductors mm -hmm. okay, that, are, that can transmit electricity or absorb it. Mm -hmm. And... Um, an insulator between. Mm -hmm. Now, in a, in a conductor, in a, a capacitor, in a radio, say, it has air as the is the insulator. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go back to the arc now. Let's think about that. What is what is the covering on the on the outside of the arc? I think we just spent like fifteen minutes. On okay, this I'm just just gold. Just reviewing gold. Gold. Okay, what is gold? It's a great conductor Absolutely for so is. many reasons. I right. can't even explain. Okay. What is a box made out of? The box is made out of like some kind of wood. Acacia wood. Acacia right. wood. Right. Which is a tree of some kind. And what's in the what's in the inside of the box? Oh, which it's supposed to be the ark. I mean, it's well, supposed you know, to be what the is tablets. It, what is it the tablets. With? What is it lined with? 
You said something about some animal skin or something. No, that's on the outside. Okay. What's the inside lined with? Maybe you didn't get, maybe you didn't find it. It's lined with gold. More gold. Okay, so you have gold on the inside. Gold on the outside. You have wood in the middle, Mm -hmm. and you have gold on the outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. Does that sound like a capacitor? It could be, very well be a capacitor. Okay. So what does a capacitor do? It stores energy. Yep. So one side of the, one plate accepts electrons, Mm -hmm. and it stores them until they're released. Mm Mm-hmm. And it goes through to the other plate, which releases them. Mm-hmm. So it's like a flow. You know, electricity flows from, from one point to another. Sure. So theoretically, if the inside of the Ark of the Covenant was charged, which would be in the pyramid, in the Great Pyramid, it would be charged by the negative ions coming up from the groundwater mm-hmm. into the Ark of the Covenant inside of it and stored there until it was, mm-hmm. until it was released. Is that making sense to you? It's making a lot of sense. Okay. So that's one theory. Mm-hmm. And theoretically, the, the pyramid itself is set up as a giant transmitter. Number one, it is made from granite, mm-hmm. the inside of it anyway, mm-hmm. is made of granite, which has quartz in it, mm-hmm. which you know is crystalline, mm-hmm. conduct, conducts electricity. The outside, which is most of it is eroded now and gone, was uh, limestone. Mm-hmm. which is an insulator. Now, the capstone, which is no longer there, I, I don't know what happened to it. Was it was There's it, so many theories about what happened. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's no longer there. It was either stolen or somebody did something, hid it somewhere, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was made out of gold, gold and a uh, combination of gold and crystal, uh, which was, you know, which was the transmitter. So, so the so the energy was created in the in the pyramid, went up into the capstone, and was transmitted out for however far it went. Now, it, it you know it, theoretically it could create a huge charge doing that, use, being used as a capacitor. That's what it, really what a capacitor does is it, it it amps up the charge is what it does. Mm-hmm. So you take a trickle charge, you flow it into a capacitor, and it keeps storing it, storing it, storing it until it builds up a big charge. And then you release it, you know, in a radio or something. It does it very quickly. Yeah. But so so theoretically, in in Egypt, that Great Pyramid was that was the energy transmitter for the for Egypt, which powered their all of their devices, their cell phones and stuff. <laughs> joking about that, but so what do you think? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're not joking. Maybe you're not joking. Well, maybe that knows? is what happened. Yes, they they supposedly had some form of communication. I, I don't know what that was. It's been lost through the ages, but or hidden or something. So I think that what we're touching upon again, and we have talked about this ad nauseum, is that there is, there's a lot of evidence out there and a lot of speculation that there was an advanced civilization Absolutely. that existed mm-hmm. here on Earth before our civilization that we're enjoying right now. Mm-hmm. Something awful happened to it. Now, the thing is, is that... You well, so, it could be the Great Flood. Could be the Great Flood, or you know, could be. We know that that happened. I mean, we have pretty good evidence that that happened. There's even geologic evidence for that. So yeah, that's hard to dispute. Um, well, I think the point is that ta- you know that history is not linear. Mm-hmm. You know, that we, like you talked about that gentleman with the stops and starts, the fits and fits starts. Fits and starts. Stephen Jay Gould. Uh, you know, maybe there was a there, maybe there were great civilizations at one time that, that there's just nothing, very little left of. Mm-hmm. You know? 
there are some sites around the world that indicate that there were there were these great structures made out of stone that we would have a difficult time duplicating today that yeah. could go back 12,000 years for, yeah. for a pre-flood. Pre uh, when was the flood supposed to be, like 10,000 10, years ago, I think? Or something. We'll put it in the show notes. Something like that, yeah. Um, so who knows? I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, and there is, a, uh, there is a correlation in the getting back to what you were talking about. There were certain people that um, were able to, to deal with the ark. Mm -hmm. Right, they were actually called archites. I think wasn't there a term for that? Yeah, I think there was a term. I, I think, think that they might were, have, they yeah. were the, the people that could that were resonating at a certain sure. frequency or something. But going back to Moses, yeah, Moses was raised as an Egyptian, mm -hmm. uh, not just any Egyptian. But well, he was Egyptian he was, prince. He, yeah, he was in the upper echelon of Egypt, so he would have been privy to the Egyptian. Uh, mystery schools mm -hmm. and, and things like that, where where all this knowledge was was brought forward to these to a very select group of people. Yeah. Um. So he would have had potentially, if 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 the Egyptians had a way of dealing with the Ark as their power source, there would have been certain people that would have been able to, you know, to get near it or or whatever, uh, do maintenance on it or something. I I don't know what they would have had to do, but. Um, and that falls in line with what you were saying, that there were certain, just certain people that, you know, could, could handle it, could handle yeah. being around it. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it had to do with them. There, there's a lot of theory that the, that the Egyptian mystery schools were about changing your, your vibrational level. Mm -hmm. So that um, maybe your vibration, vibrational level would be sympathetic with the, with the arc's vibrational level. And another thing I read was that some people were actually able to transmit their energy into the arc and, and create a charge on it based on, so they were actually the chargers for it, using their, you know, transmitting energy through them into into the arc. So who knows? I mean, that's an interesting thought too. You, know, it, it, you can really get out there with it, with the whole thing, the whole pattern, thought pattern. I, I, think, I think we're pretty far out there right now. <laughs> well, you know, Hey, who knows? You know, I anything's I mean, possible. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that it's a possibility. Yeah, you know, they they have no way of explaining the Great Pyramid. It's it's it, it's obviously not a tomb. That's that's been pretty much disputed. Now the Egypt Egyptologists have they have their own paradigm. Yeah, and they, and they like to keep it within a it's within it, a time it, frame. It's it's, it's 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 exactly this and no more. Right, like with the Sphinx. There, there's 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 a lot of proof that the Sphinx is much older than what the Egyptologists say it is yeah. because of the weathering on it. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of and, and weathering which could have only taken place many, many, many thousands of years before what the Egyptologists say. And, and when say the climate was, was much made. different. Well, it was heavy rain, yeah, and there hasn't been heavy rain in Egypt for a long time because of, you know, because of the aridness of it. So at some point there was heavy rain in, Egypt, in that area. It wasn't Egypt then probably, but... Uh, it was the land that is now Egypt. Yeah. And um, they've basically shown that this weathering could only be produced by, by heavy rains over many years. Robert Schock is one of those guys that, that did that study. He's a kind of a, he, he's, he's a recognized authority, you know, on archaeology and things like that. So he's no stumble bum. All right. 
now this is going to bring up another point okay which is getting right back to Raiders of the Lost Ark where mm-hmm. it's like um, you know, Paul Freeman who plays um, um, uh, Rene Belloc says that it's a transmitter it's a radio for speaking to God now the thing is that there's a lot of there's there's a lot of passages about how well maybe that's not that far <clears throat> off yeah when you think about it it is a transmitter of some kind it's a transmitter of some yeah. kind yeah but the thing is, is it, it was just like, if it's not being, you know, if, if they're not using it to talk to God, then who are they using it to talk to? Or is, I mean, what, what, what could they have possibly have meant by that? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's up for grabs. It's, it's kind of an open-ended thing. Yeah. You, know, you can interpret that however you want to interpret it. But, but that's a good part of the movie. You know, yeah. That, that, then don't they at some point say, too, it contains the power of God? Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, it's like a... It's in the, in the beginning where it's like they're looking at this, and I, I got it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking at this picture of like the the, he, the Hebrews holding the ark up on the top of this big huge rock, and all the all the non-Jews or the Philistines or whoever they are, they're all getting wiped out, and it's like they mm-hmm. all have that ah, kind of like expression right, on their right. face. Well, then there's a scene <clears throat> at the end where the, where the, where they open it up. Where they open it up, and it takes out all the. And everybody gets all wiped the, out. All the Nazis, yeah. It's too. It's too. Hey, it's them. too bad it didn't happen in Berlin. That would have like would have been a little more efficient. <laughs> what, what if what, what if Renee Belloc said, hey, "No, let's just let's just take this directly to Berlin to see what happens." And you know, and then of course at the end, as we were talking earlier, it gets put put in the supposedly in the Smithsonian, but you know. what Area Fifty One, the the real Smithsonian, when they keep right. all their secret right. stuff. Right. So, but but uh, I, I think that. One of the things that it's like I, I really wanted to sort of like uh, approach here is that the, a lot of people do not really, they don't really know the history of the Ark. And one of the things I think is just so funny about the idea of Hitler looking for the Ark, thinking that it's going to be a massive super weapon. Whereas like if you actually read the Bible, if you believe that the Bible is true about the Ark, mm-hmm. and if you take the Bible at its word, this is what the Ark is, and this is what the Ark does. The minute Hitler looked upon the Ark without, you know, the without the 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 special cloth covering it came with, and mm-hmm. you know, the first time that Hitler touched it with his bare hands or whatever, Hitler would have been evaporated, just like it said in the Bible, where the, the unanointed, the unanointed, even the Hebrews, everybody who touched it, everybody who looked upon it. Who is not chosen and prepared to do so? Horrible things happen but, to. But them. don't you think that he he was smart enough to put a team of scientists on that if they if they actually did get it and say um, yeah, you guys want to figure out how that works? You know, I, I think I don't. I'm not sure that he would have gone up and hugged it or anything. Oh, well, I don't I mean, know. Maybe he would have. I don't know. But he he was a little he was a little off his nut there at, at the end of the war but well, we're, we're, um, ta- we're, ca- we're talking about somebody who was so crazy he thought that he that the little old germany could fight a war on on two or three fronts you know talking about invading france yeah but if he had if he had that Germ- kind of weaponry who, who knows what would right. happen you know right um, let's say that they got even if they got the atomic bomb which, mm-hmm. which is theoretically possible you know mm-hmm. uh, i think a lot of the technology that, that the americans used to, to make the bomb were, were from captured Nazi scientists or something. And a lot, and a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of Jewish scientists who left, mm-hmm. like, like Einstein. St. Einstein left mm-hmm. Germany because yeah. he saw fascism, he saw the rise of fascism. Yeah. 
But let's say that they had gotten that technology or, or this technology. Yeah. Who knows what could have happened? You know? We'd be speaking German right now. Right. But maybe it just wasn't in the cards, you know, ah. for, for him. Um, maybe he just took it as far as he could take it and, and, and couldn't, couldn't go anymore. Um, one thing he did do when he started losing it is not listening to his advisors, which, which was a bad move. You know, yeah. he, had, he had brilliant generals and, and you know, I'm sure um, scientific advisors and things like that. You know, the Nazi scientists were really top-notch. And, mm -hmm. and I still think that they were accessing some kind of alien technology. Um, that's well, that's yeah. another whole thing. But um, So let's, let's move toward where's the Ark now, or, or does it still exist? Or, um, getting back to, to Graham Hancock, mm -hmm. um, he, he thinks that it's in Ethiopia. Okay. Um, now, how did it get to Ethiopia? Well, Lost what tribe. happened was, well, according to one of the things that he's saying anyway, is that um, the Queen of Sheba mm -hmm. was actually a queen of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And she went to um, Jerusalem, took a, took a trip to Jerusalem, and sort of got friendly with King Solomon and came back with um, a, a souvenir. From, uh, <laughs> from King Solomon. Hmm, what size um, was the souvenir, Walt? <laughs> well, it, it, it got bigger and bigger. <laughs> put it that way, um, and it ended up being he, it ended up being um, a male child. Um, I was who thinking, was who well, was well, a prince? Well, 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 what were you thinking of the souvenir, Ben? I was thinking about like Queen of Sheba stole the ark. That's what I was thinking, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're close. You're close. Yeah, not quite though. Uh, so, so this prince's name was, uh, I wrote it down, let me check my notes here. Starts with an M, I know that. Mavic, Mavic, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he, he, was, um, he was King Solomon's uh, illegitimate son. Yep. However, he was, he was a, of a royal lineage. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you remember, do you remember Haile Selassie? Name sound familiar? It does you? sound familiar. He was the he was the king of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. He died uh, ten years ago, twenty years ago, maybe. I'm not sure. I, I should have googled him. But anyway, he he always said that he was descended from God. Mm -hmm. um, so he may have been a direct descendant of of this prince. Mm -hmm. um, but at any rate, this this prince um, Mehevik, I think his name is, uh, went back to Jerusalem at some point when he grew up and reconnected with his with his father um, guess who's coming to dinner yeah guess who's coming to dinner and uh, apparently he took off with the, with the ark mm -hmm. and brought it back to Ethiopia which is how it got there uh, now bumping up to the present day uh, there's a there's a chapel in Ethiopia Ethiopia that's it's in a very um, out of the way place mm -hmm. uh, which houses the ark and it's in it's again like in the in the tabernacle it it has its own room mm -hmm. um, and there's only one person that can that can view it mm -hmm. um, and this is a monk that's chosen and the monk is chosen by the previous keeper of the ark on their deathbed and some of these guys i think it's always a male has have run away because they didn't want the they didn't want the responsibility and then they bring them back and make them do it anyway. Uh, so so Graham Hancock met this guy, this monk that's the current, I guess well it's ninety two I guess he's still the current keeper of the ark, um, and they all 
have this odd thing that happens to them. They all develop cataracts, cloudy, cloudy eyes. So that, and it, it seems to have something to do with something that the orc is emanating. I don't know what would create cat cataracts. Do you know what causes that? Have to have to. Uh, off the have top, to, have off. to get an eye doctor on here, I guess, or something. But off the top, of anyway, my head. it's it's something that the arc emanates that creates this radioactivity. So that, so that well, you would kind of think maybe, you know. Um, however, they're the only people that can view it. And and Graham, I read an excerpt from the book, and Graham Hancock was trying to to talk the guy into letting him go and see it. And of course, you know, he wouldn't let him do it. He said they used to bring it out for like ceremonies and things at some points. Um, Maybe once a year they had this big ceremony they did, but they don't do it anymore because there's such civil unrest in Ethiopia yeah, yeah. that they're afraid somebody would steal it. So I don't I don't know what um, how they keep people from like trying to get in there. You know how do they keep people like me out? I don't know. I mean you have to go to Ethiopia, I guess, Eric, and see if you can talk your way into that thing. You know. Um, oh, oh. So whether the, whether you know, there's a lot of conjecture as to, as to whether that's the the real arc or not, you know. I mean, as we said, there could be multiple arcs. That could be one of them. I don't. I don't know. Or it could be the arc. You know, may, maybe the arc that was, quote unquote, in the pyramid, the original arc, the power source was was. These are all simulations of that somehow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that thing burned out or something. I, I don't know. And and then the, the the one that Moses made was just a, a replica of that maybe or something. I don't know. You know, who, who knows? It's all up for grabs. I don't know. What do you think? I think that you're. I, I think. I think you're probably one of the craziest people I've ever met. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, crazier than you. <laughs> well, have have hey, Have you met me? <laughs> no, I, I, I have. you met? Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think. I think that that taps into your your um, um, your, your your story that you read here at the beginning of the segment. Yeah, it really does. It really does. That's kind of why I tied it in. Because... I mean, I'm not the only one that believes this. No, these, I know. These are not my theories. These, these, are, these are legitimate people. I, I mean, like Graham Hancock is, is, a, is a renowned... Um, I don't know what his term is. He, he's an he's a, um, alternate historian, I guess. Like, yeah. like Philip Copens was. Right. You know? uh, Philip Copens is the one that said that um, there were never any... any bodies of any pharaohs yeah. found. Um, oh, there's one other little thing that I found, which is, was kind of interesting. When Moses escaped from Egypt, he took the ark with him. Yeah, that, that's, that, that, could, that could be one theory, yeah. Um, and, and what happened, Ramses II was the, was, the, um, well, yeah, was, was the reigning pharaoh right. at the time. They were, were they stepbrothers or um, um, Moses's father, Ramses the first, is the one who adopted Moses as his right. own. So they actually were stepbrothers then, or not? I don't know if you call well, it stepbrother. Well, Ramses the second was. Well, they were. They were. He was an adopted brother then. Right? Yeah, Moses was the adopted brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, not step because they would have had a, a had to have a um, yeah. relative in common. Yep. Um, so so Moses was actually started out as a Hebrew, and then he was taken into the. It was the whole thing with the babies being killed, and he was put into the put it in a basket and, and, and sent right, down right, the right, river. Right. So he he was taken in by the by the Egyptians. So uh, the the theory behind this is that the reason why Ramses was so hot to to chase Moses 
was because he had the ark. Because he found out, he, and, and he, he wanted it back. <laughs> he found out. Oh my God! He took the power source. Exactly. Exactly. And what happened to Egypt? Within ten years, Egypt after Moses left, Egypt had severely declined. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe maybe it was maybe that's he took the reason why. Source. Maybe yeah. that's the yeah. reason no, why. It's a, it's a thought, you know. Yeah. And that's historically um, documented, I think. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking about periods in history that are just so, Is so there any, far back. Is talk in the Bible about Moses having the ark with him or, or not? No. It only came from after he went I, on Mount Sinai. Right. Or was it Mount Sinai there? Yeah, Mount Sinai. Yeah. He goes up Mount Sinai and he, he, he gets the tablets from Moses, comes down. So who knows? I don't, uh, you know, I don't know what's... Nobody really knows, I guess, but it's it's a it's an interesting well, line of thought, anyway. The thing is, is that I mean, one of the reasons why I, I try so hard to, to to keep an open mind is that the thing is, is that it's not a case of whether or not one version of the story is the truth and the other is all crap, or no, or whatever. Because because the thing is, is that the idea of there being many different replicas of the ark. That also seems to make a lot of sense because you have all these different theories about all these directions that the ark could have gone. Well, what if they're all right because there was more than one ark? And well, and it also it also lends itself to the idea that it's that it's technology that yeah. can be duplicated. You know, if it if it if it was just purely an item that was given by God, theoretically, if, yeah, how do you duplicate that? Really, you can't. You really can't. If there's only one true arc, right, right, then the one true arc mm -hmm. can only be obviously in one place in particular. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like we had said earlier in the show, there are all these theories about where the arc could be. And and mm -hmm. uh, the thing is, is that the Babylonians stole it and they lost it somewhere, or it was right. taken to Ethiopia um, by uh, uh, Solomon's kid. Or that it was it was taken by a, an Egyptian pharaoh and hidden in the city of Tanis in the Well of Souls, as well as documented in in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it was like you have all these theories. And the thing is, is that what if all these what if all of the theories are true because there was more than just the one true Ark? Well, then that gets into the thing is, is that it's like if the Ark was this battery, mm -hmm. this power source, and they were able to duplicate the power source. Then that then that makes more sense. But then it's like if it's if it's just the biblical, if only the biblical version is true, then obviously either the ark is still out there somewhere, and it has yet to be rediscovered. Mm -hmm. But there's also somewhere I read that there's a prophecy that when the ark is found, ah, where's it going to get? <clears> there? You must have been reading my mind. Yeah, you? what what happens when the ark, the true ark, is found? Shortly thereafter, or shortly. Well, the the. Uh, the Ark plays into um, the three major religions, mm -hmm. Christianity, Juda Judaism, and um, Islam. Mm -hmm. Now, the Shiite Muslims have a, have a, a, th a thought about um, a Messiah coming. Mm -hmm. um, and the first, the first thing that he's going to do, and supposedly he's on earth now. In, right. It, this is their thinking now. Is is going to retrieve the the Ark of the Covenant, mm -hmm. and that's going to be his sort of. This is the proof. His, the proof his, is his proof the that, that he's the he's a guy. He's the real deal. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I mean, that's something right there. You know. Yeah. And, the, and the Ark plays into the into the other philosophies too. 
Jesus will return when the when the ark is oh, the discovered. Messiah. Yeah, the Messiah. whatever whatever yeah. Messiah. Yeah. And the Jews believe that the true Messiah, that's not Jesus, will come back with with the ark. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of interesting in itself. You know, um, who knows? The ark. Know. The so ark. It's got a lot of significance. The ark in, in a lot of ways. The ark plays into a lot of end times prophecy. Is basically. Does it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not too too up on that stuff, but. Uh, that's one of the reasons why it scared the, sh the crap out of people when when Hitler was looking. Because if Hitler came up with the Ark, well, that would fit right into that. That it? would fit right into. That, that's and, true. I didn't. Think and that's one that, of the yeah. reasons why he was in such a hurry to find that and other artifacts. Right. Right. Because if Hitler could bring all these artifacts that were hidden and lost, then well, then obviously he's the real deal. He's the he's the Messiah. He's right? the real deal, regardless of all the <laughs> negative stuff that he did. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, here's another strand, which is going to be a segue into our next show, I think. Mm -hmm. um, Nikola Tesla, we've mm -hmm. talked about him, um, I think, on a several He other, also other... has a post-it note. Oh, he does, as he should. Yeah. Um, he, he was a, a very um, brilliant inventor in, in the late uh, 1800s, early 1900s. Horrible businessman, uh, but great well, inventor. he had a little help in that direction, um, which we're going to get into in the next yeah. show. But interestingly enough, he he had a theory of wireless energy transmission, mm -hmm. and he invented it or he, he he built a tower. I think it was on Long Island or somewhere in that area um, that tapped into groundwater, huh. and he drew up he drew up ions out of the groundwater. This sounds familiar. And um, this tower transmitted electricity um unfortunately for him it was free electricity <laughs> <laughs> and that did not pl play out with the big boys <laughs> like mr like West george westinghouse and guys like that you yeah know? so edison was the, the guy that got the yeah that got the nod and, and you know did did you ever learn about tesla in school and no in history or science or no? Did, no did you learn about edison of course yeah so it's it's a skewed history you know but it's all Tesla. Or we're going to talk about Tesla in depth <clears throat> in the next show. But he developed alternating current. He he invented the first electric motor. You know, he, he did. He had all these all these things that he invented that are all part of the the par you know, the, the existing paradigm now that he gets no real no credit for. Yeah. Really no credit for. You know. So he the interesting thing is that he developed this um, energy transmission device that was. Not not exactly like a pyramid, but it was it was certainly in the shape of a pyramid. Mm -hmm. It was a tower. It was wide at the bottom, and it came to you like know, a cone, narrow, narrow, like yeah, a cone, almost. narrowed out. Yeah, it was like an obelisk almost. Yeah. Um, so, and he he said that he was he was actually getting downloading alien alien technology. Yeah, the, one of the one of the documentaries that I was uh, watching in preparation for show number fourteen. Mm -hmm. Um, on Tesla, whereas is that he had a lot of strange visions. He was tapped into something that was mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. unusual. Mm -hmm. Well, there, he was one of the people that um, said they received messages from the from the uh, Dark Knight satellite. Yeah, we, we talked about that. I think the, I think it was shot. I think Nikola Tesla was the first one who said, "Hey, there's a there's a uh, the Black Knight satellite that's mm -hmm. that's up overhead." Right, and I th I think that that was just like. Um, yeah, I, th I think that that's. I think that that is very interesting, and the, and uh, and uh, Tesla's definitely tapped into something that was that's that's definitely.
pretty far out there. Well, and and he, but he proved it. It, it wasn't just like a theory. He That's, actually made these things. It's that, exactly what I said <clears throat> earlier about people who are eccentric. Whereas you can be as 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 batshit crazy as you want to be, but the thing is, you you better come up with the goods. You better, well, yeah, yeah. If if you if you can't, if you, you can say whatever you want to say, sure. But if you, if you don't deliver on it, if you can't actually make it happen, you know, you know what he did at the at the. Uh, I think it was the 1932 World's Fair. We should look that up and put it in the show notes. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know the exact date of it, but uh, he was, he was alive into the 40s, I think. Or, well, well, we'll get into that when we when we do when the we, show when on we Tesla. Do Tesla, yeah. But he, he actually lit up a bulb. He was holding a bulb. Yeah. And he transmitted energy through his body and lit the bulb up. Now, how do you think that went over? People that saw that, they must have. <laughs> need to change their pants after he's the devil and he, and he didn't die he's the devil <laughs> he didn't die you know yeah i mean there's probably people that probably thought that you know uh so he was he had something going on i mean he he was a um, to me he he should be a renowned renowned as an american genius yeah and he's not no he's, he's been he's been in it now when he died he died in a in relative obscurity in a hotel room in new york city of course the you know, the Secret Service came in and took all of his documents, and who knows what happened to those. But know. but he was definitely tapped into into some advanced, ancient technology. Whether it was alien or not is part of the next show. Yeah, yeah, he was getting it from somewhere. You know, he he says that that's that's where he was getting. It. He, he was definitely. He could actually, he could actually visualize things fully, fully yeah. formed, and then make it. Yeah. You know, he didn't. He didn't necessarily have to. I mean, he probably did draw it out on paper. But anyway, we'll get into that. So what are, for the next show, but I just think that's a, a good segue to to talk about him and how brilliant he was, and and how if he had become more prominent, maybe things would be different in this country. We'd right be now. living in a different world right, right now. Right. We'd ha we'd have a different um, a different, different energy, energy yeah. system. Absolutely. Yeah. He he, he would have changed things, and which is why he was crushed. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because the thing the is, because because the thing is, is that he was he was offering something that you couldn't put a meter across. Right, right. I mean, they probably would have found a way. Um, I mean, you, you know, let's say he had wireless energy transmission. Mm -hmm. You know, they would they would have charged it for the box yeah. or something, like a cable. You know. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It wouldn't be as much as as what they did. You know. I mean. We'll never know. We won't because it didn't happen. Yeah. So we were kept from it. Again, it goes into our, our bigger picture of why. Why are these things not brought forward to us? So what are, we, what are our, our final thoughts on the Ark? Um, I think the Ark represents some kind of advanced technology that was, was used um, either by a, a very advanced civilization that developed from something i don't know mm -hmm. what or it was a piece of alien technology that that was left over from you know an alien visitation say of some kind either way it was it was an advanced piece yeah. of technology that was um it's it's a leftover it's an it's an artifact yeah um, of, a, of a lost age I, uh, I, that we, I, yeah. we just don't know about i was actually thinking or we don't know now yeah. about i i think that one of the things that i was um I, w I was thinking about, we actually talked about this when we had said, hey, are we going to do the show on the Ark or not? And I had said, 
one of the things that I thought was really sort of important is that the Ark's origins is probably from a realm that we we just cannot get our heads around. We just cannot, and we whether we attribute aliens to it or whether or not we attribute, um, you know, the the God from the the uh, from the Bible to it or whatever, or or the thing is, is that the origins of the Ark could be like I had said before, like a fish's concept of fire, whereas to explain the Ark means that we're going to have to get into idea thoughts and ideas and realms that are far beyond anything that we can understand at this point because we have no frame of reference and the thing is is that whatever it is that we don't understand we just attach a label to it We're, and why is it being kept under wraps what you know what <clears throat> why why isn't it brought out like everything else why is all that you know, obviously, it's not in the Smithsonian, as they said in the Raiders of the right. Lost Ark. But, but there's a lot of stuff that is in the Smithsonian yeah. that we're not privy to for, for, for whatever reason. Why? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. We're not evolved enough to... Just, just to maybe maybe you have to be an archite. To, just, just, yeah. <laughs> just, to, just, as a, just as a reminder, Walt and I use the Smithsonian as a catch-all phrase because there really, there really is two different types of Smithsonians. There, oh, yeah. There's there, an underground Smithsonian and, yeah. and a public Smithsonian. Right. And they then they have all these secret archives, which I call the real Smithsonian. Right. Like the real Area 51. Like the real Area 51, right. where they they have all these things that they're keeping for whatever reason. Who, who, who regulates the Smithsonian? Is that under the Department of the Interior? I or? think it is. Yeah. Uh, so how do they get to do that? I mean, theoretically, we own those things, don't we? I mean, as, a, as the American people. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's being, it's in, it's a, it's, um, it's being looked after by uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Top men, top men are. But why can't the they ones. open? Why won't they open that up? That's what. That's what. Well, I'm because top about. men don't think that we're ready for it. Well, why though? What's their What's their reasoning? I, I, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense other than the fact that it's all about control. But the thing is, is that I mean, getting to what the ark actually is. The ark is something from a realm that we as everyday normal human beings are not we just don't have a frame of reference right, yet right. But some, it, some kind of a science or technology right. or, <clears throat> or or spiritual yeah. power yeah that that would probably throw everything out of whack it would, for, I mean, yeah and that's I mean, the reason why they keep it under wraps mm -hmm. because the thing is is that what if you could make a huge arc or, or a huge arc in each city yeah and, and power the city by that what, yeah what, what would that do to everything it changed the paradigm. It's like, just like with the alien technology from, from yeah. Roswell. If there was an energy source that they reverse engineered from that flying saucer that supposedly crashed, supposedly, um, that would throw everything out. I mean, it would throw the oil industry out of whack. It would, it would, it, it would throw everything out of, yeah. out, of, out of whack. And the thing is, is that it would, because it, the thing, it's, it's just like solar energy. Because they can't put their meter across it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pay you fair fair market value exactly. for the electricity yeah, or whatever. Of course not. Yeah. It's, they're it's, they're it's, not going to make it um, look good for you to, it's to all, sell energy back to It's them. all about the establishment, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maintaining the establishment. And it's a narrow, very narrow and, point and, of view. And keeping the status mm -hmm. quo the status quo and not changing By, by the way, you, you can... You can buy your own arc on the um, on eBay. Yeah, we were you were talking about that yeah, when the show started. You can get started. a small, medium, or large. So, you know, maybe you can get a get one to power your house with it or something, Eric. I don't know. Carol won't let me have yeah. one because obviously you I can sneak it in and put it up in the in the attic or something. And, yeah, and, it, and Carol will say, "How? 
Our electric bills are so low this month. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened, Carol. Um, well, and, and then I could see Harrison saying, hey, Dad, there's a glow coming through the... Uh, we're getting we're getting crazy here, I, I don't have the heart to tell you walt that it's just a prop replica it's not the <laughs> oh actual. i thought it was a real one damn I'm, I'm gonna have to send mine back i guess <laughs> send my order back not sign for it at the post office <laughs> every time i guess there's actually a guy that makes them out of wood yeah and and they're they're for like churches and stuff you know so you could you could have your own arc replica arc you know <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, you could make your own, I guess, if you had enough gold and acacia wood. And... Listen, if I, could you imagine if I had an arc like that? Listen, if you don't get the dishes done and if you don't get your homework, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lid off here and melt your face or blow your head up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you go in the room of the arc for five minutes. <laughs> no, Daddy, no. no. I'll do my homework. I'll, I'll do, do my, my homework. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want boils. <laughs> Although, I don't want my hair to fall out. Unfortunately, my <laughs> oldest one would say, "No, Dad. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride that arc. <laughs> Saddle it up. <laughs> Let's check uh, it out." So I'm looking forward to the Tesla show. He's he's one of my one of yeah. my heroes. He's, he's one of the guys that I think has just not received enough. Yeah. Um, time. He hasn't gotten his due. He has not gotten his due, and he, and he no. deserves it. You know, he's he's. He's just a guy that had so many brilliant ideas that got, you know, got pushed aside and they, they made him look like a kook. Yeah. You know? We're doing that thing called porch sitting again, Walt. But, well, I just want to say one more thing. I am go I'm going to rent a, a Tesla. Yeah. For next week, I'm going to drive in. Right <laughs> I'll take you for a ride in my Tesla. <laughs> You're going to ride your Tesla <laughs> so you can come over here and talk about Tesla. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think that I think that that's going to be. I don't know how much it costs. I don't even. I don't, don't even know if you can rent one. But. <laughs> Did you see the guy who rented the Maserati and for his wedding? No, what and happened? Crashed it. <laughs> crashed it into a wall <laughs> with his bride. She, she still had her wedding gown on. So. <laughs> he said, "I don't know. I lost control of it." <laughs> of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> Twenty-eight thousand dollars damage to it. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a honeymoon? <laughs> Trying to explain that Excursion. to you. <laughs> Trying to explain that to the insurance company. <laughs> well, her, her 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 wedding veil got caught under the yeah, under the brake pedal. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. I wonder how it got there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave the details to you on that. Right. Okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're pulling the plug on us right now, Walt. So, yep. hey, thanks for another great show. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a good one. All right. This has been the Metaphysical Connection with your hosts, Eric Renderkinfisk and Walt Schnabel. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained, the paranormal, and the supernatural phenomenons. You can learn more about us on our webpage. Right now it is metaphysical.fedorachronicles.com where you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter page. This is also a great way to catch up on past shows, find out what we'll be talking about next time, and drop us a line and tell us how much you love this show and what topics you want us to tackle next. 
That's also a great portal for all of you to let us know if you'd like to be a guest on our show with a great story or to promote a book that you've written or a documentary that you have filmed. The Metaphysical Connection is a product of the Fedora Chronicles Network, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. It's a radio for speaking to God, and it's within my reach.